For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebel fam? Hope you're doing well this week. We got a good program for you. We got a Moms on the Mic with Wendy Pope talking about her book, Hidden Potential. You're going to love it. Let's dive in. Here's Wendy Pope on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Moms on the Mic. We are so excited sitting in our snow-filled land of Colorado right now. Are we excited about that? Well, we're not excited about that, but we had a snow squall. We would. We would in North Carolina be really excited about that. (laughs) Well, we are excited to have Wendy Pope Mm -hmm. with us today and talking about her new book, Hidden Potential, which I think is going to be great for our listeners because that idea of having that potential unlocked for your future is just it's fascinating to me and so I'm really excited Mm. to dive in and just talk to you about this yes I'm excited too thanks for having me on of course so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do I know you kind of have fingers everywhere it seems like (laughs) sure I do I am First and foremost, and my favorite job is to be a wife Mm. and a mom. I have been married to Scott for 28 years, and we have just, we've been together for 31 years, and we grew up in the same church. Our family's known each other forever. It's such a fun story that we have. And then we have two adult children, a 22-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. who just graduated and is uh, majored in ASL and interpretation. So oh, she wow. is That's an interpreter cool. yeah. and wow. right now working at a special needs school in our area. She That's has a passion cool. for the deaf community like no other. And I'm wow. really excited about what God's going to do through her. And then my son is 19 and he's changing the world on the back of a bulldozer. Oh, he, yes. Um, yes. He was literally moving the world. Um, he <laughs> never really loved school. We yep. celebrated when we got him walking across that stage and yep. always wanted to be a worker man. So you moms out there that have mm-hmm. these young kids that don't want to go to college, mm-hmm. get them graduated and let God just do whatever that he has instilled in them. Mm-hmm. This is not a mom's message, but <laughs> it's um, a good one. It's a great one. We never one. forced him to even think about college. Mm. We just always played to his strengths and he is doing very well in his job. He's been out of uh, high school for two years. And so he's living his dream literally. And both of them are still living at home. And a lot of parents might think, Mm. but I think, yay. (laughs) Um, More time. (laughs) Yes. They're paying their bills. And if they weren't paying their bills, it might be different, but they are paying their bills and helping out around here. And I still just love having family dinners and family movie nights and as long as I can have them here, I want them here. Yeah. Um, they're going to be gone really soon. So yes. I'm treasuring every single moment. And mm-hmm. when I'm not being a mom and a wife, I run Word Up Ministries, which is a nonprofit 
ministry that we just started recently, and it is a (laughs) teaching ministry where we teach through the Chronological Bible. Oh, cool. Yes, I've been doing it for 10 years, and this is our 11th year, and we went nonprofit in January. So really excited about that. That's just my passion is reading the Word of God and living the Word of God and teaching the Word of God. And then my side gig is speaking and writing. And so I'm fixing to release Hidden Potential, which is my third book. And I speak for Proverbs 31 Ministries, Mm -hmm. which is right here near me in Matthews, North Carolina. And I've got two older parents that I'm taking care of. So wow. Do you breathe? Yeah, I've got. <laughs> do, I, yeah, do you breathe? Do you breathe? It was so, exactly. Um, I tell you, I was at my hairdresser's earlier getting my hair cut, and she said something. I said, "Oh, Crystal, I forgot to bring you my book." I, they came in, and I forgot to bring it to you. And she said something about me reading the book, and I said, "You know, one day I would like to read my own. Um, you know, <laughs> to sit down and read it cover to cover, other than proofing and, yeah, and all of that." Yeah. So. I don't breathe very often, but Mm -hmm. God is so good. When we organize our life and surrender to Him, and that's our first and foremost, everything seems to be, even if it's chaotic, there's a calm in the chaos with Him, and there's an order in the disorder, Mm -hmm. and it works. So until He starts pulling things off my plate, then we're just moving forward with what He's called me to. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Thanks. Well, and I love your encouragement about your son, because I think there are are a lot of moms listening Mm. that might be in that same boat. So I don't think it's any accident that you shared it for people to hear, because that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we had grandiose visions of both of our kids going to college. My husband and I both are college graduates. And I... I believe that I'm in the generation where we started going to college. Our parents didn't. And we naturally just, that's what we wanted our kids to do. And it right. just was early on. We just knew he was not a student, but he can take a car apart together, but take a car apart, put it back together or a dirt bike or, and he's been able to build things forever. I mean, yeah. he just, I would say, Griffin, how did you know how to do that? And he would say, well, I was born knowing. <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. If we will just play to our kids' strengths and let them follow that bend Mm -hmm. that God has put in them. And it really does make parenting a lot easier. And there's a lot less frustration. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, I mean, my husband speaks at Summit Ministries, which is for high school and college Mm -hmm. graduates. Uh They learn biblical truth and biblical worldview. And he, you know, says, hey, nowadays going to college is a lot different from when, you know, I went to school 25, 30 years ago. The Mm -hmm. debt Mm -hmm. people incur by going to college, Mm -hmm. especially if they don't know what they want to do or they weren't a great student in high school, whatever it is. And then on Mm -hmm. Dennis Prager, who I I love Dennis Prager, I was listening to one of his shows and there was a guy on there doing a five-minute video about how the tech schools and people who are builders and do those Uh kind, that that industry right now is just a hotbed industry oh, to be in yeah, today yeah. instead oh, yeah. of you know the doc not that it's not important we need doctors we need lawyers we need all those mm-hmm. things too but that industry mm-hmm. and so yeah. you know i think the world has changed and so it's just a little different for sure yeah. yeah we're gonna always need somebody to repair our heating and our air conditioning <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, it's and, very they, and they make 150 an hour so there you <laughs> That's go exactly. That's not bad not bad <laughs> at all okay That's and they right. have lots absolutely. of them have no debt <laughs> that's right absolutely so, anyway, uh-huh. way to go mama <laughs> unlocking his potential that's Love right it. yes just feeding into that that's so right. how come you decided or needed to write this book yeah like what was the impetus 
Yeah, that's a question that I love being asked because my answer is very unique and that I didn't set out to write a book. I didn't set out to ever be a writer. So the fact that I've had the opportunity to write three books is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a dream of going, hey, I want to one day speak this truth into somebody's life or it would be really cool if somebody wrote a book about this. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. The books that I have written have come out of messages that I have been teaching since I started speaking in the early 2000s. Okay. And like I said, I never thought they would turn into books. I never aspired to be an author. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got C's in school. And I'm real thankful for my great editors who helped me out in the areas of my weakness. So my books really are messages that I've had to live. Mm -hmm. And because I have learned to live them and still live each of them daily, returning to that wait and see. That was my first book, that whole idea of waiting and returning to these messages are my way of life. Mm. And so I live these messages and I know that the truths in them are grounded in God's word and they have helped me move forward in my relationship with the Lord. And they've just naturally progressed from one book to the next. And it's Mm. just really interesting how when I started out speaking, one of the things I was challenged to do at a writer speakers conference that Proverbs 31 Ministries puts on called She Speaks was you know, develop and create a few messages that you would want to speak. And at the time, I was like, Lord, I don't know your word. I have to sing the Mm. books of the Bible in my head. And (laughs) how am I going to write messages when I don't even understand your word? Mm. And little by little, he began to reveal his word to me as I studied it and read it. Mm. And when the time has been right, he's brought these messages to cover. And Mm. So Hidden Potential is a message that I have struggled with, the idea that I was a worthwhile possibility, the idea that I had potential Mm -hmm. was foreign to me because of things in my past, things that happened to me Mm -hmm. and did not see how God could use me. I know God could save me. Mm -hmm, And I think that's where a lot of believers, we get there and we're like, okay, we are saved, sealed, (laughs) and we are ready for the day of redemption and come Lord Jesus quickly come. And then we, at least for me, I believe that that's where the redemption stopped Hmm. is at Calvary. But redemption doesn't stop and start at Calvary. The icing on the cake is the redemption of everything that's happened in our life and the sum of that being used for the glory of God and for the building of his kingdom when we allow him to dig deep into our lives to help us deal with our fears, our faults, our failures and our frailties. And that's Mm -hmm. what we deal with in the book through the life of Moses. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't anything I set out to say, hey, I failed at this, or my biggest fault is, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I fear this. Nobody wants to talk about their frailties. Right. And let's announce this to the world what I'm weak at. <laughs> yeah, um, the four S that I have that are <laughs> yeah. glaring. Exactly, go, exactly. Yeah. But there are things that I struggled with, and mm-hmm. I still struggle with them. Just because I wrote the book doesn't mean that I've written the book on it, mm-hmm. so to speak, and has have accomplished it. But it's constantly pointing me back to God's word and my worth because of him, mm-hmm. not because of anything that I've done mm-hmm. and to see myself through the lens of scripture and through the lens of Calvary. So that's the main message of this book is to let every woman know and men, I mean, I, I primarily write to women, but 
to let everybody know that we're not the sum of our fears and faults and failures and frailties. Amen. God's going to take that sum and he's mm-hmm. going to build on that. Yeah. His addition is so great that it multiplies the kingdom of God. And Mm. to sit back and let him do his work in your life Hmm. is really what it amounts to. And that's what Moses had to do. He had to come to realization that he did have problems. He did have issues. Mm -hmm. And he eventually found his leader legs to the point where if you read carefully and you pay attention to little words in the story of Moses, when they started with the Exodus, Aaron was the mouthpiece because Moses' frailty was that speech problem. And right. Yeah. Yeah. It may have been a stutter. It may have been just stage fright. There are different schools of thoughts on that. But God was so gracious to let Aaron go along and be the mouthpiece. And then all mm. of a sudden, towards the end of the plagues, it says, and Moses said to the people. Yeah. And it's mm. like you feel this empowerment like, wow. Mm. It never said that God took Moses frailty away. It never said that he became this great orator, Mm -hmm. but we see that he learned to trust God and he saw God's provision and how God was working. And he was like, okay, I can do this because of God. Yeah. Yeah. So how come do you think most people don't identify or get clear about their hidden potential? What are you seeing that are the conversations that are keeping people stuck from noticing it? That's a good question for me. And I think this is in general overall is we aren't willing to deal with the hard stuff. Mm, Amen. Right. (laughs) Totally. We aren't. (laughs) Nobody wants to be confronted with their anger issue. Yep. Nobody wants to be confronted with a weakness because we live in a world that tells us to be strong. Yep. To conquer the fear. Weakness is not anything that we need to celebrate. Weakness is something we need to get over. We need to correct all the faults. Mm -hmm. So we live in the world that gives us a false narrative Mm. and compared to what scripture tells us, because scripture tells us the weak. And when we are weak, we are strong Mm -hmm. because we have Christ in us. It tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And so I believe that we stop short of that because we don't want to do the hard work Mm -hmm. because we live in a world that tells us opposite. We also live in a world of ease. Yeah. Everything yeah, comes comfort. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's comforting. Yep. If it causes pain, it's probably not the right thing to do, which yeah. is the exact opposite. I mean, I'm quite sure Calvary was painful for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he went through with obedience because that was the call on his life. Mm. So we live in a narrative around us that is different than the scripture. And so we have to decide at some point. Yes, I'm going to let God have access to those hurt places in my heart. Another thing that I believe that's holding us back and seeing that potential and allow God to get to that place where he will perfect us in him is that for some reason, in some way along the way, have gotten hurt by God Mm, and been disappointed with him. Maybe a person that was physically abused or as a child sexually abused or maybe divorce mm-hmm. in your marriage is right. successful and you prayed and that didn't yeah. get taken care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You weren't healed or, you know, where was God when I was yeah, being right. molested by my uncle all those years? Sure. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. So there's not a trust relationship that's really strong between the believer and the woman because of past hurt and they're thinking, you know, 
he wasn't there before, so, so why, why should I let him now? have access to those places now? For yeah. sure. So those are two reasons that I believe. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, that's huh. good. I just <laughs> I was just telling Laura that I just came off of her cheat talking about the whole heart and how we so often just take our good parts and leave out the well, we'll just not talk about that painful experience mm-hmm. and we'll just, you know, mm-hmm. worship and yay God. And yet we have this little thing in the background of right that yeah. that wasn't cool, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it. Mm. But how right, that's right. The hidden potential well, is in that. Right. It's a weight that we carry with us. Right. And we carry the burden of it with us and we let it grow roots in our heart. Mm-hmm. And instead of allowing God to uproot it and use it to move us forward and to show us what he would have us do in his kingdom. Cause each of us have spiritual gifts. Right. Each of us have opportunities to serve wherever it might be. Maybe it's not hosting uh, Facebook live. Maybe it's not <laughs> writing books. Maybe it's doing something in your community, yeah. but until we get to that place where we're allowed God to have those hurtful place and we're ready to go, I need to get this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to get this out of me. Yeah. I mean, it's something vile that needs to come out of us like a virus, actually, mm. like an illness that's yeah. going to take over us. And honestly, I've seen it manifest itself physiologically in people to the point where they just can't get out of the depression. They just can't yeah. get over the pain. They just can't get over the hurt. Mm. And so it's very tragic. Yeah. It's tragic when we won't allow a loving God. And I can't explain, and I put this in the book, I can't explain victimization Mm. of women and children. I can't explain those things. And I can't even answer to that because I have questions about it too. God, I prayed for healing in this situation and you didn't answer that. But that doesn't make God not good at being God. Yes. Mm. And you've got to get to that place, even if you're only saying it out loud and you don't mean it and it hasn't taken root in your heart, you telling yourselves the right things. And eventually, I promise, eventually, that's what replaces the wrong roots. Mm. The right roots eventually place the wrong roots. You just got to keep pushing forward. So for you, Wendy, you in saying that pushing forward and interrupting that conversation, what are some ways that some women you know, for myself too included, mm-hmm. how can we start shifting that conversation in our brains? Mm. You know, yes. so say it's uh, yes. depression. Yes. You know, someone's had right. 30 years of depression and they're like, okay, right. I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want some healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some um, things I can do? For sure. I am a believer in counseling. Amen. Good Christian, solid counseling. My daughter had some sensory processing issues, Mm -hmm. some anxiety issues, Mm -hmm. and I am a firm believer in Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. So never discount that. Be willing to do Do that. Do the hard work. Exactly. Do the hard work of that. I'm also a proponent of medical intervention if necessary. There are times when we need help. Yep. And I believe that medicine is part of the miraculous work that God does through healing. So I'm a proponent of those two things. And I always check out medically first. Mm. Of course, be in scripture. And I'll get to that in a second. But deal with the physiological first. Have that blood work done. Mm. Have that full physical done. Mm. You don't know what's going on, especially, I mean, I'm at my age 52. And there's a lot of hormonal things going on in me. (laughs) Right. And so maybe, maybe what I'm dealing with is actually a physical problem that I need to address. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those things right there could be dealt with. 
the transformation, I believe, can be a combination of those two in conjunction with the Word of God. Mm. My life began changing when I started putting the Word of God in my mind, body, soul, and spirit. And it's not just reading it. I don't mean just get up and read a psalm every day. I don't mean get up and just read a great devotion every day. I mean reading it and living it. James tells us that we've got to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Knowledge is great. Yeah. The knowledge of God's word is great, but to be able to recite the book of James is awesome. You can memorize that. That's awesome. But unless you allow God to work through the trials to perfect your faith that James talks about in James 1, Mm -hmm. then you're not living that word and it's not transforming you. Hmm. And that's what transforms our thinking is putting the right things in to replace the wrong things in. Mm -hmm. And because, unfortunately, because we live in the society where we can go to Burger King and have it any way, that we can go through the drive-thru and have our dinner in you know, two minutes and we complain that it's two instead of one. Mm. We hear something like what we're talking about today and someone might walk away from here and go, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to start having a quiet time with the Lord and I'm going to start reading the Bible. And you know what? Today is Tuesday. By Friday, if things haven't changed, we're ready to change strategy. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And you have to be in it for the long term. For me personally, it took many years Mm -hmm. to get my mind thinking wrongly and believing wrongly about myself. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was going to take many years to start thinking rightly about myself. Hmm, Okay. So we have to be willing to put in the time to know the word. And this is what I did early on when I was, and I call it chasing hard after God. I mean, I'm a Southern Baptist girl. I walked the aisle when I was seven years old. You know, my pastor, I can still smell the old spice on him, I say. I mean, he just, oh, yeah. he's, long, he's long been with Jesus, but it was just impactful. I remember that day. I remember my first Bible. I still have my first Bible. I remember all of those things. Yeah. But I fell off the track along, I'm sure, like many other people did. And my life was not turning out the way I wanted it to. That happily ever after, the two kids' minivan and the house on the cul-de-sac at 30 was not scratching the itch anymore. What's going on here? So when I say I started following hard after God, that's when I started getting up every day and having a quiet time and spending time with the Lord. And yes, God can speak to you anytime. I get that. He's always speaking and always working. Mm -hmm. But I like to talk to Jesus before I talk to my people because they need to see me after I've been with Jesus, Mm -hmm. not before I've been with Jesus. (laughs) So what Mm -hmm. I started doing, dealing with, you went back to that whole idea of, let's say, depression. I started looking up verses that dealt with the issues I was having. Mm-hmm. One of my big issues was anger. Mm-hmm. So I went to BibleGateway.com. I went to keyword word search and I looked up anger. Okay. I looked up the opposite of anger. I looked up kindness. I looked up gentleness, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And I kept a little spiral index card notebook mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. And I called it my mini Bible. Mm-hmm. I would tuck it in my diaper bag. So my kids' diapers bag. So I wouldn't have it with me 
wherever I was. Mm. Because in the time, you're going to grab your Bible and you're going to go, where is that verse? Exactly. Where is that verse yeah. on anger? Right. Well, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And you're going to say, forget it. It's not working. So mm. that would be a practical thing that is a great takeaway. It was a great takeaway for me was spend some time, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, look up some verses, Mm -hmm. write them out, or even copy and paste them and print it out and tape it in there if you don't want to copy them down and carry those around. I actually had two or three volumes of mini Bibles Mm. and I dealt with different issues at different times. And I think it's powerful, Wendy, you pick anger because we get to speak all over the country and we're blessed to do that. And the number one thing, families, parents, whether mm-hmm. there's married, not anything, but parents, number yeah. one struggle that they have is anger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, yes, ooh, it is. this is a great, just practical. Yes. And the anger comes from other sources. Oh, it sure. comes from resentment. It comes from unmet expectations, yeah. unfulfilled dreams. It's not supposed to be this way, but it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm frustrated. There's a deeper issue yeah. there. And that's yeah. where, too, that counseling element would definitely help mm-hmm. in, you know, getting the underpinnings of exactly where the anger comes from. Mm. But also what I have learned in my journey with God, and I'm sure you have too, the two of you have, is that God is a gentleman and he's a God of grace. Mm -hmm. And so when I started following after him, he didn't go, finally, we're going to deal with some of this junk. (laughs) You've got a problem with this. 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 Mm. Because that would send us into a tailspin when he reveals all of these issues that you have. So little by little, he begins to peel back the layers of the onion Mm -hmm. to say, okay, let's start with this. Mm. And when I say, let's start with this, I don't hear him audibly, but I know now how his spirit speaks to me. I would be directed to Bible study would somehow be having to do with my issue, the Mm -hmm. sermon on Sunday, the message that I'm listening to on podcast, whatever it might be, all had to do with whatever that issue I was. He arranges it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He arranges it all. So Mm. I want to just throw that caution out there. And just that piece of grace is that God is a gentleman and he is a God of grace and he will reveal to us the things that when they need to be dealt with yeah, and in a timely manner and in a gracious, gentle manner. Yeah. And that just brings so much peace. Like we can just trust him. Oh, it does. To work in us. It certainly does. Mm. And we start seeing him do these little things. Like I remember just catching myself when something would happen where I normally would have just, I've literally had a couple holes in the walls at my house before. And I purposely did not patch those because I wanted them to be reminders of that's where my foot went through the wall because I got mad at something really crazy that my two-year-old did that any two-year-old would do. Right. So I remember those moments. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I remember those moments going, Oh, Wow, I noticed my reaction was different. And that's when the Word of God intersects with our actions. Mm-hmm. We get stopped in our tracks. And then we, sure. what I call, we build this faith of, in this trust bank with God. We're like, oh my gosh, this thing is really working. This, mm. this Bible thing really works. <laughs> and I can tuck that away. Yeah. So when another day comes up and I'm wondering, how am I going to make it through this day? Mm. The project's late. He didn't tell me he needed those supplies for that, you know, Mm. volcano or whatever. And dinner's late or dinner's burned or whatever. I can go back to that place. Okay, 
there's a history here of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and find that place. Mm-hmm. And we begin to eventually build that bank of trust with God that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. It's eventually we're full mm-hmm. where we can make those withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you say, I mean, I'm just thinking of a mom that has young kids at home. <laughs> Maybe it's not the easiest thing in the world to have, you know, a 30 minute quiet time how would you help mm-hmm. her to see, A, that hidden potential? And if she can't quite get into the word, how would you advise her in that? First off, I wouldn't give it a time limit. Okay. Mm. I wouldn't put a time on it. Okay. Hmm. I really wouldn't. Five minutes with Jesus is better than no minutes with Jesus. Yeah, yeah right. Mm. And I would start small. Mm. And honestly, I started when my kids, one was still in a cradle and one was still in beds with bumpers. <laughs> I mean, my babies were little. Yeah. And what I discovered is that my need for God was greater yeah. than my need for sleep. Mm. Hmm. And I made that decision to get up before the sun came up. Yeah. Because I was so desperate for change in my life. And I would say to that mom, don't put a time on it. Don't make it look like somebody else's. It's not going to be a 30-minute in-depth, fill-in-the-blank week's worth of Beth Moore Bible study (laughs) or Priscilla Schreier Bible study. It's not going to be that way. And here's the thing. We don't want to do that anyways. I never did Bible study like that at 30 minutes in the morning. I just didn't do that. I just got up, sat in a chair. I called it my Jesus chair. It's long since been retired. (laughs) Sat there and said, God, simply, God, I can't do this day. Mm -hmm. I need your help. Mm -hmm. And I opened up a devotional. Different ones from Proverbs 31 has several devotional books out there, a devotional Bible. I had the purple NIV mom's Bible. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if anybody remembers totally. that. Yeah, but I, I do. That's, yeah, it started out pink and then it was purple yeah. and then they like this green color now. Yes. But I started <laughs> I out with that. I, I also did Oswald Chambers. Oh, yeah. Is a real short devotional. Oswald's very deep, though. I didn't mm. graduate to Oswald for several years. But don't make it look like anything. Mm. Don't try to mimic it like anyone else. Just get up and say to God, I need your help today. These kids need me Mm. to be the best mom I can be. Help me. And if it's five minutes, it's five minutes. And something I added after a little bit of time, that five minutes actually grew. I got to the point where I wanted to get up, believe it or not. And I'm a, I love sleep, <laughs> but I ended up wanting to get up and I started just adding a praise song, hmm. just putting my earbuds in. Well, actually this was back when you had a little Walkman. Yeah, so this yeah. was a long time ago. They don't even have those anymore um, where you couldn't walk around or they would skip. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's yeah. how old I am. <laughs> but I started out with a praise song mm-hmm. and girls, sometimes the earth doesn't move. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, the heaven doesn't open and say, you're going to face this today, but I'm going to give you a front row parking lot at Chick-fil-A, or I'm going (laughs) to let you be first row in car line or whatever. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is building a dependency on a God that can help you carry the weight of the day. Mm. So I would tell her, get up five minutes early, as precious as sleep is. Mm -hmm. And I know what that's like. It is worth giving him five minutes. Somehow, 
that five minutes is redeemed. I mean, he held the sun in the sky when Joshua was fighting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If he can keep the sun in the sky and control all of time, he can give you five minutes back. Totally. For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. It's trusting him to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we end, I mean, thank you so much for sharing. I'm just really encouraged. Yes. I just wanted to ask, what about the people that are out there? And I know I run into them like, hey, I'll start serving the Lord or I'll start being a good mom when all these other things are cleaned up. So say Mm. someone is in active addiction or in active, whatever it may be, Mm. in a weakness or say a sin or a moral failure Mm -hmm. or something or just a character trait that's not working. What do you say to that person who's like, well, I'll do it when that's all cleaned up with a bow? Yeah, it's a good one. Well, here's the thing is what I'm learning is I can't tell God when I'm good enough to serve (laughs) and when I'm good enough to be part of his (laughs) kingdom. That's awesome. That's perfect. (laughs) I don't have the authority to do that. Amen. And when I start telling God when I'm good enough Mm. or when I'm cleaned up enough to be part of his kingdom, Mm. I've made myself bigger than God. Wow. So to that person, of course, heavy things like addiction, Mm -hmm. abuse, those things, they need to be dealt with because they affect everything. Right. Uh, They affect everything. For sure. For sure. sure. And I would be very cautious if it were me in this situation of taking on more responsibilities. I think as women, we feel like, oh, if I just served more or if I just did more, it would fix things. Yep. Right. No, Mm. the first responsibility, and I'm hoping we're making a turn in this in the church, is that our first mission field and our first place of service is our home. Amen. Mm. And I am not dissing Sunday school teachers and nursery workers and welcome greeters and all of that. Oh, my goodness. Do we love them? Yes. Yes. And we love, love, love them. For sure. But our first ministry is to our family. And then we need to have a ministry to ourselves, And I don't mean self-care like you're going to the spa. I'm not part of that movement at all. All those spas are nice, (laughs) but I'm not part of that movement. When I say self-care, I mean spiritual self-care. And when we are focusing on our spiritual self-care and we're spending time with the Lord Mm. and we get that medical intervention, that counseling intervention, Those interventions that we need, Mm. and then we get the word in us, and we allow that word to interrupt that awful conversation that we've been having with ourselves for all these years. We will then see a clear path to where the right place to serve is for us. And Mm. service will not cost our family. And we have to learn that service to God does not cost our family. It will complement our family. Mm. And I've learned that in ministry, as long as I've been in ministry, one of the things my husband prayed in ministry over me for all these years was that my ministry, the ministry that I did, I never want to use the word my, that's just, I can't stand those personal pronouns. It just kind of makes, it's like nails on a chalk. The ministry that God has called me to would never outgrow my family. And God has been very faithful to answer that prayer along the way. And as if we look at ministry in that way, God, show me what's going to work within my family boundaries that you've already set for us. And if pulling your kid out of Awana for a temporary time 
is the best thing, then it's the best thing. And it's, oh my goodness, it's taboo. Cause I remember taking my son out of Awana mm. and people looking at me on Sunday nights and going, well, where's Griffin? Well, he's at home with dad and we're, you know, Blair's doing Awana and I'm doing Bible study. And mm. it's amazing the looks that Christian women give one another, sure. Christian moms. Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden you can read their thoughts. You don't care about them learning God's word. <laughs> you don't care about the Bible. Mm. And here's the thing. My son had problems with attention deficit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was asking him to sit still five days a week in school yeah. and two hours on Sunday morning. And, and then, then again on Sunday night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So for my family, that wasn't working. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we pulled back on that. And my son and husband went to a pond and went fishing on sun- oh, Sunday evening, or they went bike riding, or they played football, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say to God, is this where you want us to be and serve? And it's okay, because we're answering ultimately to God. Yeah. And we really need to be kinder to one another and the decisions that we make for our families. Mm. But that's a discussion for another day um that's what we believe that's right (laughs) yes yeah for sure but yeah start with that quiet time in those moments and say god i need your help this young mom and i've got these young kids that are depending on me and here's what i learned as well is that we cannot leave i'm learning this as an adult i can't place the responsibility of my spiritual growth on the shoulders of my pastor for sure yes And I can't put the spiritual growth of my children on the shoulders of the Sunday school teachers and the Awana leaders out there. Mm -hmm. I can be the best mom I can be when I'm in the Word Mm -hmm. and when my kids see me in the Word. It doesn't matter if the laundry hasn't been done. Mm -hmm. I have three loads of laundry laying in the floor waiting to be folded when I get off this. No, I have two. Right? How many do you have? So I have two. (laughs) Right. And I traveled this weekend speaking and my daughter texts me, 22, she texts Mm -hmm. me and she says, do you want to watch a movie when you get home? You know what I did? I watched a movie when I got home because it was important to her. It's important to me. So, God will let us know what's important. He reveals to us what we need to know when we need to know it. Mm. And we all are a worthwhile possibility. Yes. And we have got to start changing that narrative yes. with ourselves. Ooh, there's Perfect. So many worthwhile good. Worthwhile possibility. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, Wendy. Thank we you. thank you for all you're doing Thanks and for, just your honesty. Oh, and thank you. That was great. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Yes. And don't forget, guys, go check out Hidden Potential. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of freebies right now. Oh, so if you or- pre-order now, you can go to my website at wendypope.org. Okay. And on the book page for Hidden Potential, there's all these freebies that you can get for pre-ordering. That's awesome. Nice. And yeah. I just want to share with yeah. everyone listening, the book at the end of each chapter, has questions for you to go through and mill over right. and then yeah. places you can journal. So you can do it with a small group. You can do it individually. Right. And yep. You could do it with your spouse. So yeah, yeah it's uh-huh. awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much to Wendy for coming on the program today. Thank you to producer Kay and the Atomic Mom, Kristen and Laura for doing the show. Thanks for sharing this with friends and family. Thank you for supporting us during these difficult times. We appreciate and love all of you. God bless. We'll see you soon.
Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.